Hello and welcome to episode 42 of Nintendo Therapy, a show about the latest Nintendo news and rumors, as well as a celebration of all things Nintendo, and with me this week to talk about dual screens, Twitch streams, and Zelda games is Harrison. Yeah, that didn't quite rhyme, but hey, uh, w- welcome back, and it's just me. It's just, it's, just, it's just me and Kevin this week. Yep, just a dual screen, dual podcast we got going on here thanks for joining me how's how's your nintendo week been good well you know what i didn't uh, I'm, I'm not so sure where in the in the lore and in, in the in the timeline we're living in the podcast because of last week um but uh regardless of what the listeners did or did not hear uh i finished luigi's mansion i think i think oh. i finished it the the afternoon after we re, we recorded last week um i'm gonna share I, I i'm i'm in the middle of making a quite a lengthy write-up about this game but i'll, I'll just share that i think uh luigi's mansion is luigi's mansion 3 is a masterpiece um but it's far from perfect um and for me i could have used more uh variety in in the enemies and also i really i hated the bombs in the final boss um and oh yeah yeah it's been a while yeah it's just like i think at some point in the future we're gonna have to do a list on the nintendo's got a nintendo list (laughs) and i think i think this this would be one of them because the mechanics in the final boss fight, luckily I finished it the third time because it's quite lengthy. Like there's three stages, and um, it was getting to that point where I was like, "Man, I don't like I, I don't want to do it again. Like I just want to just want to move on." And um, I think I remember hearing that. Um, I guess this is spoilers for Luigi's Mansion Three, so sorry. Skip ahead if you don't want them, but. Uh, the the bit at the end where you hear Mario, um, and you you know you're on your way. Uh, I, I think I remember reading they didn't record any new Mario dialogue for that. That's all like cut and pasted from like other Mario games. Well, hey, I mean that's that could very well be our be our future for 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 upcoming Mario and just video games uh, in, in in general. Who who yeah. used an AI voice recently? For, for for something oh uh they used uh robin williams voice for uh oh, they for did? aladdin for, for for aladdin didn't they or, or was it something else i don't i i, I should i should like recently things. i shouldn't bring up things that i don't know well, I, I, I guess if it's ai else. it would have to be recently that's considering how mad he was over how everything with aladdin turned out that's kind of messed up <laughs> No, I you, you know I'm, I'm probably talking out of turn. Perhaps that's okay. what I'm talking about. Perhaps that's what I'm talking about. Perhaps okay. perhaps I'm talking about exactly what you're saying. So uh, yeah, if anybody doesn't know, real quick, basically Robin Williams was unhappy because part of his agreement for doing the movie Aladdin was he didn't want to be the focus of the marketing. I don't know why, but that was part of the agreement. Is like I don't want to be the focus of the marketing, and then like everything printed for that movie was super focused on the genie character so he didn't return for the sequel yeah that 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 could that could have been it um because i don't i don't think there's been anything with a 
anything new with that. Yeah, I, I digress. Um, I uh, I played um, Death and Taxes. I did a playthrough of that this week. It's uh, okay. it's a super short game, but it reminded me it reminded me a lot of like a quirky. Um, it's like Papers Please almost, where like instead of playing a border agent, you're playing a, a Grim Reaper, pretty much. Um, I I got it on sale for like two dollars or something and for that price it's quite worth it and uh um but it's not worth the regular price and i have been uh a- addicted to suika game which has been taking the the internet by storm i feel like this past week okay uh, not n- number number two in at least in the U.S. eShops, I think in the Japanese as well. Um, and it's a super fun puzzle game. It's only three dollars. Um, there's only one game mode. I hope they add more in the future. Uh, but it's like a little like you you drop fruit and then you try to merge the fruit to make bigger fruit. And then if you run out of room, like in like in Doctor Mario or Tetris, then your game is over. Um, it's super fun. Like, yeah, it sounds like one of those addictive, like you just want a one more round type of games. Yeah, like I think I think everyone should just download it and play it. It's it's super cheap. It's kind of it's kind of gone viral this past week, and I mean, RIP to my to my backlog because I'm constantly <laughs> fine. Like, I didn't I did not even know about this game until like a week ago. I'm so. still working on that goal. My goal is to be backlog free by the time the switch two drops and plugging away at Mario wonder right now, having lots of Mario discussions online. Uh, one, one thing that I thought about this week, I don't know why it was randomly on my mind, but I really wish Mario Odyssey had a hub world like Nintendo 64 Mario 64 rather had that castle and uh, Mario galaxy had the space observatory odyssey should have had some like that's my one big criticism of odyssey is you just have that like list of levels and seems kind of like a placeholder yeah so those were my thoughts this week (laughs) yeah totally and and we even see that with with lots of like older titles as well i mean including one of my favorites snowboard kids you know like including, including games like that um that's super cool. I've, you know, for me, um, because I, I did. Oh, I, oh, I, I downloaded uh, Dave the Diver. <laughs> uh, I downloaded Dave the Diver, but I haven't played it yet. I downloaded. I, I, I posted a photo on on Twitter about it, and then I fell asleep. And then um, <laughs> all yesterday, I was doing work, so I haven't. I haven't even played it yet. Um, ten out of ten but, on Steam. But I've been. I've been thinking about like I'm gonna play Mario RPG day one, so I don't want to get into like I don't want to get into Mario. a game. I don't want to get into a game where like that's gonna distract me from that. So oh, I see point, what you're saying. Yeah. At this point, I'm like, okay, like these next two three weeks, I just gotta I just gotta like you know play something short or something casual or just whatever's in front of me. Um, don't try to buy new games or anything because uh, I think 
I want I want I want I want to play that, and I'm I'm planning to uh, take a trip the week after. So that's just what I'm trying to do. You know. Nice. So you can like get a lot of uh, gameplay in while you're traveling. That's good. Because that's <laughs> I, I, yeah. it's such a good game. I can't wait. Like I, it, we I've said it a million times. The original is like my favorite game ever. So. I can't wait to see what's different, what's the same, what's going on. Um, do, do you know, like, like because this this is a big. I mean, this this is a big game for you. Do do you know what your emotions are, are going to be like playing this game again? Like, I mean, every time I see a clip, I'm like taken back to back in the. Which is weird. Maybe it's because the visuals are a little off because they're updated now. Because it's not like I haven't played the game. I probably did a play a full playthrough within the last three years. Uh, I, I tend to just always put that one on every now and then. So it's not that I haven't played it in forever, but yeah, every time I see like gameplay footage, it takes me back to that like when I was playing it back in '96 and just like ex- super excited for everything. So I uh, like. I was telling Sean the other day, like, I feel like this is the type of game that I'm just going to play in a loop while I uh, incorporate other games into the, the fold because mm. I might just keep on starting new file, new file, new file every time I finish. I've never That's collected weird. all the there's hit. Well, at least in the original, I don't know about the new one in the original. There's hidden treasure chests and I've never had a file where I've gotten them all. So that that's something I can work on this time. That's super cool. Um, I like. I'm super excited. Um, I think I'm more excited for for you because I, I think about um, I, I just think about like I told you like it sounds it might sound corny to some, but like when I finally got Tears of the Kingdom, like it felt it felt a bit emotional. I didn't cry, but <laughs> I like. But I did take time. It's so beautiful. I, like I, I did take I did take a lot of time because I knew because I knew like my first experience was only going to be one time, so I just I think a big chunk of, like, of it is the music too. Like, and that's why I'm glad that they left the toggle in there where you can t- toggle it back to the original music because I don't know something that, like that's the type of game I've played so many times that like any any town or any screen i can imagine what the music is you know what i mean if i see any screenshot from that game i know what it sounds like yeah i i i can't i can't wait you, you know i'm I, I don't know if it's because i'm just like it's the right time for for an rpg for me if i haven't it's like I, i've been waiting to invest my time in it um i can't i can't wait to see what i can't i have no idea what the sales are going to be like for this game. You could you could tell me it's going to sell 2 million, you could tell me it's going to sell 10 million. I have no idea. Um because RPGs are popular but um they're they're quite competitive, but Mario is also like super popular and Mario Wonder holy cow. That game is selling like crazy. Yeah, and deservedly so. I was going to argue with Sean this week about um I really like the the because now I'm a little further along and I actually like the bubble power up that he was talking about last week. He's not a fan of it's it's actually funny. The elephant is the one that I'm kind of on the fence on. And that's the one they're centering the whole marketing around is I'm just kind of like, yeah, this one's kind of 
why? <laughs> like, it doesn't seem like it fits as much as the others. So, I don't know. They're, that's the weirdness they were trying to bring to the game, I guess. It seems it seems pretty easy to to market around something like that, and yeah. I, I need to try out the game because the the bubble seemed to me seemed the most satisfying. Um, I like the it, drill head a lot too. So all the power ups are good. I just wish there were more of them. Was there was was there was there a, a bubble power up in in uh, Mario Brothers U? Or, I don't or think just... so. I think this is the first appearance. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, well, yeah. Like, I, I, yeah. I, I'm gonna play it at some point. I, 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 I think. I think I've, I've pretty much decided I'm gonna play it. With yeah, I just confirmed on the Mario wiki. It is the first appearance of Bubble Mario. Hmm. I, I thought. I thought it might have been a recycled idea from another from an, another 2D game. Um, but I, I haven't. I haven't played that game. I haven't played that one. So yeah. I'm basing this solely on the Mario Wiki and it, Bubble Mario page says first appearance Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Yeah, it could, I haven't it, read it any been, further than that. It could have been inspired <laughs> by something else, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Look, look, this this is a time where I would ask the listeners, you know, you know, ch- chime in. And speaking of listeners, if any of you joined us because you heard us advertised on uh, the No One Can Know About This podcast last week, thank you so much for coming on over. Hope you enjoy our Nintendo talk. Uh, Tell your friends, spread the word. We would like to grow. And with that, I think we should get into some Nintendo talk. Let's talk about some Nintendo news. So the first news story I have in here is something I've seen a few people talking about online this week. Nintendo reportedly patented a dual screen gaming device that can split in two. Um, That's according to Game Rant, which shared images of a patent that kind of looks like a 3DS. Have you seen this this week? Mm -hmm. It's a very very long patent, yeah. Yeah, it, it would be like if the 3DS folded the other way where both screens pointed outwards instead of being closed inside of it. Um, and it's it's a cool idea. One thing definitely worth keeping in mind here, a lot of people are jumping to the conclusion that this is what the Switch 2 is going to be. But worth keeping in mind is Nintendo files a lot of patents that they don't do anything with. So it could just be that situation. Yeah, could you imagine like what if like just like like just like what if like Nintendo did release a system that was not a successor that was not a successor to the Switch Two? Like they had that, but then they were also like, but we're also going to here's the 4DS. (laughs) We're also going to bring like a successor to the the 3DS that is capable of playing like PS4. You know, level games, and um, and we're going to start remaking a lot of these dual screen games that a lot of that everyone has been requesting because not everyone's at that age where you know they grew up playing DS or 3DS. Well, the um, fact that the screens can split apart is the coolest thing to me. I wonder what kind of range it has, like how far you can move the screens, and if that could be used for multiplayer. So many questions that are obviously not going to be found in a patent, but that, that, you know, if they're always looking for new ways to play, that's definitely a new way to play. That's, that's 
kind of how we felt when we first saw that those joy cons can turn sideways and be two controllers it's like the the same type of thing you know you the first um switch trailer had that thing with mario kart where they put the screen up and like two people were driving um so yeah it's it's a really cool idea i can think of so many potential uses of a screen a 3ds where the screens separate right i to me i and i wonder if this is their idea of like okay like the joy cons were were actually i mean I guess we could say revolutionary. Like it, it, it is, it is a technology that they did innovate and they did not give up on. So I guess I could say that. Uh, Imagine if you I, could set the two screens facing each other and have something like kind of like tennis back and forth type of thing. Well, uh, well, well like there's so well, many. Exactly. Like it, 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 yeah. We're thinking outside the box now. Like yeah, exactly. for something we don't even know if it's coming. But, but I wonder if they were like, well, you know, like the Joy Cons are great, but like, but but honestly, like when when you start doing like the hybrid, the the desktop console, like the 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 baby controller is it, it's it's just okay, you know, like like it's just like trying to use like one Joy Con as a controller, you know, it's it's just all right. Um, the the most interesting part to me is that this patent has a third touchscreen on it which which i was like it has a touchscreen on the back of one end so it's almost like it almost looks like it's like a like a flip phone where like you can like you can like you can close it but then there's a touchscreen on the outside it almost mm-hmm. looks like that um and there's in the photos there's no uh buttons there's like a a, a part where there's like a joy like there's like a, a joystick in, in inside of there. So there's not too many details on the photo, but when they talked about like the third touchscreen, that's the point where I was like, okay, now I have no idea. Now I have no <laughs> And idea like you said, on. this would be a perfect way for them to bring back some of those 3DS games, kind of like how they're currently doing that remake of Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. They can start doing more of those that require the second screen, like, or even DS games, the first DS, because, for example, uh, there's two Zelda games, and you know how Nintendo loves to re-release Zelda games? That the, the two Zelda games on the original DS have touchscreen controls. It's required. They would literally have to reprogram a whole new control scheme if they ever want to release those games again, unless they have something else out that does touchscreen. So that would be good. I'd, I'd love to see like a collection of spirit tracks and um, phantom hourglass together. Some people hate on those games. I think, you know, this it's a Zelda game. There's good stuff in them. If they, if, if they, if they bring back a game boy type system, I'm going to freak out. Like it's been, it's been so long since we've even brought up that it could even be a possibility. Um, oh, you mean if they go back to having a secondary option? Yes. Yes, yeah. because I, I think, I think more and more than likely, if, if if I was a betting man, I'd go. With, I think I would go with what you said, Kevin, and say Nintendo files patents because patents don't cost that much money. Whatever, right? And and, and then and then, and then we want to own this technology before somebody else does. Yeah, and then, and then, yeah, exactly. And then, and then other companies can't use it even if we don't use it, right? Whatever, but. 
just the thought of them like having a secondary console that I would 100% own. Um, we haven't even brought up that idea in so long. And for me, and for me personally, it's because Nintendo Nintendo said that they're done. But who cares? Who, who cares? Like it, it just it, it. This this was the one story this week that really made me go, huh? Like perhaps I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> and moving on to the next story, uh, these are just kind of in a random order. I didn't organize them at all this week. I was kind of busy. So the next story is Twitch is ending its support for the Nintendo Switch in 2024. It says Twitch is pulling the plug on its Nintendo Switch app. The streaming company is ending support for the app according to a support page, and it will be removing the app from the Nintendo eShop on November 6th, and people who already have it downloaded will lose access on January 31st, 2024. Whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 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 this, this is the part, this, okay, he, okay, here's, here, here's the cynical part of this, this episode, then. Um, like, this is not, these are not things that I would use personally, um, but for, for God's sake, in, in this new system, Nintendo, please live in this gen. Just, just please live in this generation, like <laughs> because, because the fact that like there's only Hulu, and it, and 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 it's region locked. Like I can't even use Hulu where I live. Um, there's and there's no other streaming movie services. There's no music streaming. There's no uh, Discord. see. I don't. I didn't know any of this. You're educating me because I own. I literally only use my Switch for games, and I've never even tried to do something else with it. I know Twitch streaming is a popular thing. It's not something I do. I see it there. I see it on my PlayStation Five, but I don't. Uh, I don't engage with it at all. So sometimes I'll watch. Uh, it, I end up watching them on YouTube, but um, sometimes I'll watch Twitch streams of games if I don't have them or can't play them. But other than that, um, I'm, I'm never going to be doing it myself. So Just- don't have the time. Just, I just, I just, I just like for God's sake, like I, like, I've brought up many things that I've, I want to see in the, the next, uh, in the next Switch, and most, and most of my, my criticisms come from, from UI, um, but for this, I just, I just want them to have the options that normies, that normal people are going to want, like, like I know for like people like, like us that like. If if you have a Netflix subscription, you probably have half a dozen ways of watching it. But for lots of people who might look at a Switch, they might look at the fact that, that they say like, "Oh, I can play games and watch movies." And like, yeah. I just and I just hope that like that they can just have that option. And you know, like as I was like writing notes down for this, I w- I in parentheses I put. Maybe I would use it, you know, like, 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 like maybe, maybe I would be on vacation and my girlfriend is using the iPad and I want to watch a, a TV show for a half an hour. I, I don't know. Like, per, perhaps I would use it like every once in a while. Um, but like, I, I just, it, it doesn't make sense. Um, as far as the Twitch app goes, it hasn't been updated in in over two years. Uh, it was pretty much dead, anyways, so it's not a big loss. I just, mm-hmm. um, 
hope hope people know that I'm optimistic about the future and not just cynical about it. And speaking of updates, the Nintendo Switch Online has updated with three new games. And as we always say on the podcast here, they seem pretty random. Uh, that the, you know, more more fuel for the randomizer. We're never gonna we're never gonna clear the list. So they added the mysterious Murasami Castle, which is an NES game that came out in Japan in 1986. Uh, was never released in America. It did release it released in Europe um, on the 3DS apparently, so but <laughs> yeah, never released in America. And they also added a game called Devil World, which was an NES. It was a an old NES game. It was like one of those black box ones, you know, in the beginning when they all had like the black box with the little artwork on it. Yeah. Uh, came well, out. What's that? Got win. Oh, it came out in uh, 1984 in Japan and 1987 in Europe. Also, no uh, North American release on that one. And yeah, then and uh, that the was also. Um... I'm sorry, I was going to add that, that Devil World was Miyamoto's first console game. What do you mean? It, according How to is it notes, not Mario is what I'm basically asking. <laughs> it was the first console game outside of Mario? It, it was the first one that he developed? Let me, let me get my notes. Let me get my notes right here. Devil World. Um, first console only game i'm seeing that here Con console in front of only me. game sorry okay so i guess because mario game. was on arcades and stuff yeah uh, yeah that, 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 that's 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 why that's what i was trying to say console console only Ex the first his first nes exclusive Wait, which i just thought was kind of it's kind of cool history i don't know like <laughs> And then um, randomly they added Castlevania Legends, which I thought was weird because I I've got a big like uh, a big sore spot for the Game Boy, um, and it, it's one of those things where I love terrible games on the Game Boy. And Castlevania Legends I know of because it's the third Castlevania game on Game Boy, and I I was like I wish they put the bad ones on. As weird as that sounds, because there's two before it that are kind of terrible but i kind of want them so uh yeah that's the third game boy castlevania game is on there now so they're added to the randomizer maybe we'll be playing them next week so 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 castlevania legends was never a game boy color game e not that i know it, of. even even though it released in 1998 oh yeah i forgot to say when it released yeah 98 yeah. so that's so crazy that is weird <laughs> that's so weird they didn't like, even try <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're like they're like apps. Ah, like, do we need do we need the colors? I don't know. Um, and uh, I, I did want to I, I did want to. Okay, this will be my other cynical part of today. The mysterious Mirasani Castle um, on the online service. I don't know how much text there is. But it's not translated on the online service. But there are translated patches online. So once again, okay. once again, Nintendo, like you own this IP, like you don't. Well, you don't not only that, but I I remember a long time ago reading a story during the Wii U era where they were caught that some of the games for sale 
on the Wii U eShop, somebody hacked the code and discovered that they were ROMs from like those like pirated ROM websites. Like Nintendo was using those as the ones they were selling. And it's just, and they can because they own the game. You know, it's not like the the, the other person is the one breaking the law. So, uh, so that that's it's just like they they could put that translation up if they wanted to. Like if you're saying it's out there, they could do it. It's it's just so it's just so like I, I'm sure like I don't think anyone's gonna do it with this with this game because like not many people will play it and then whatever. But like it's just so frustrating to know like. That like you could play a game on this online service and be like, this game was awesome. Now I'm I'm gonna go online and play the better version of it. Like it's just so it's just so frustrating, man. Like, yep. Like I I I, perhaps it's authenticity, but like it's a it's a translation patch. Like like that that's all that's all that's that's it. Um, and then uh and then Devil World looks like. Pac-Man. So are you excited about any of these games? Not particularly. I mean, I'll uh, obviously be playing them if the randomizer picks them, but uh, I'm not going to go out of my way for them. I'll say that. I I posted about how like the the cover art for Mysterious Murasami Castle is is incredible. It's so cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of these uh, late 80s, 90s Japanese, some of, some of this Japanese cover art is just better, in my opinion. <laughs> yep. Oh, well, yeah. Is, is, Especially is, with the Mega Man games. Oh my God! Like that's like legendary. How much better yeah. the Japanese art is. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's just the aesthetic. Yeah, it's just it's just better. And then the only other thing I had was a rumor uh, to talk about was uh, rumor industry analyst Sirkon Toto. Uh, is has been hinting at, and I saw a few people streaming on YouTube about this after I read it, that they're hinting that a Zelda remake will be out by the end of this year, the year that we are currently 11 months into. <laughs> He's apparently hinting that a Zelda remake will be coming out. Uh, so obviously people are speculating that means we're going to finally get wind waker hd or twilight princess hd on the switch it's just so weird that it seems like it, at this point to do it it would have to be like a shadow drop in the next nintendo direct like metroid prime was no it's 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 gonna it's gonna be the uh the, the game awards that's the rumor oh okay y- y- yeah game that awards, would be a good part too game awards are december 7th or 9th um but but my thing is like but Kevin, can you could you imagine like so? I talk about Game Awards quite a bit, but in reality, it's it's kind of something that I I really don't like about the industry. But I'm, I'm gonna put that aside for a moment. Could you imagine Tears of the Kingdom winning Game of the Year, and we get a shadow drop of a like a dual release Wind Waker Twilight Princess on the same day? Like, I'll be shocked if they, be... yeah, I'll be shocked if they, uh, are you saying like bundled together like Pikmin was? Yeah. Yeah. You know, now that I think of it, I could see them doing it like Pikmin was with like a discount because Pikmin isn't like really a bundle. 
You know what I mean? It's still you're still buying two different games. It's just basically you get a discount if you buy them together. So I could see them doing it that way. But they still it still shows it's not like the Mario All-Stars collection where it shows up as one game on your home screen. You know what I mean? It Pikmin 1 and Pikmin 2 are, still have separate icons. They're separate games. You can buy them individually if you want. You pay a little more if you do it that way. And that's probably what they will do if they introduce these Zelda games. You're right. Um, I, 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 have, I have no feel for this one. Um, I don't know analyst slash tweeter Toto. I just got to say, I've <laughs> really been in the mood to play Wind Waker lately. And I feel like there's been a lot of times in my life when I get these random feelings that those games get re-released around the same time. So <laughs> maybe it's happening again. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, It would be cool. But um, if I, again, if I was a betting man, I would say no, because the timeline is is odd. Now, perhaps like they perhaps they do announce a remake um, in December and it, and it comes out later. But I just don't I don't see them shadow dropping a, a game in December two, three weeks after Black Friday. Um, I just I don't I don't I don't I don't see that happening. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, I mean, Twilight Princess Wind Waker, uh, these rumors have been going on since last not this past summer, oh, since, summer yeah. since since before that. Um, and but it would also help you remember last week we talked about that story where the Nintendo was saying they're trying to minimize the drop you see the last year a system is out. So that would definitely help towards uh, if they're announcing the switch too soon, uh, help the switch sales in between that's it because you know you know they'll probably also do like a limited edition switch to move some of that inventory out which is another news story you have here we can talk about in a second mm -hmm. um i remember p cynical people saying those um you remember they did that uh animal crossing limited edition switch uh so there were some cynical people online saying that was just uh, they're just trying to sell all that inventory it's just a cheap paint job and it's out the door so um, I could see them doing that with Zelda to try to clear out some more inventory as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, these games were have have both of these games been re released already for Wii U? Are you talking about Wind Waker and Twilight Princess? Right. Yes, they were both on the Wii U. I can't remember what added features Twilight Princess had, but I remember loving the stuff they added to Wind Waker, and they made a few changes. Uh, to something at the I don't know if you've ever played Wind Waker, but the original had this part at the end of the game that was really tedious and they did this quality of life improvement to make it not so. And they also did a quality of life improvement where they you could get a uh, faster sale for your boat because now it's on a modern day hardware. The screens can load. There's not as much loading time. So they were like, OK, so now we can make the boat sail faster. So we'll do that. So. Wind Waker, they really stepped up. Twilight Princess, I literally can't remember what they did besides make it HD. <laughs> I don't know if they did much to it. Yeah, yeah. But well, I have them both. I, I, and and how much effort that is to put on a, a new system, Kevin? Is, isn't isn't going to be fun that like like me and you we're going to be we're going to be like old men one day, like decades later, and we're going to be like. What if I told you 
that on the Switch, the best-selling game wasn't even a Switch game. Like, like isn't that going to be fun? Because, like, like best-selling game is, like, what, Mario Kart 8? Like, that wasn't, yeah, a, that wasn't a Switch we, title. We talked far, about yeah. this one week, remember, where we did the math, and it's, like, a third of Switch owners have that game, something crazy like that? Right. Right. Or, or like, a huge percent, like, over half have the combination of Breath of the Wild, Odyssey, and, and like, Mario Kart or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, it, 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 exactly. Um, they're they're all Wii U ports. And speaking of which, they're doing that bundle that you have uh, here. I saw this news story too. Um, they're doing OLED bundles for the holidays, and it's going to include a three month membership to Nintendo Switch Online. Right. So, so this isn't completely confirmed. This is from D D E A Labs oh. Magazine, which is a. Uh, a French magazine, not one that I know of, but uh, it's rumored to have a, uh, a Black Friday Nintendo Switch bundle, which would include the red and blue neon OLED, uh, a digital code for Mario Kart 8, and three-month uh, online membership. Not sure if that's the regular premium. So um, like we said, clearing out that Switch inventory. Right, right. So... Uh, that's a great sign, and um, I think this is a uh, this is a, this is a good rumor. I mean, like, like we we haven't had a, an OLED bundle yet, so um, will the price point be three hundred? Will it be three fifty? Not so sure, but it's a great sign that we might mm-hmm. be just kind of moving ahead. Um, and oh, oh, oh my, my other ones then was. Um, Mario Wonder is the fastest selling Mario game in in Europe um, as of these first couple of weeks. It also um, it, it also took the number one spot in the UK over Spider-Man Two, which originally uh, which originally launched at number one, but saw a very big dip in its second week. Where Mario I feel Wonder, like Nintendo keeps maintaining that record because I I feel like didn't uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet set that record or something and now it's back to them with Wonder, um, and oh. I'm sure Tears of the Kingdom was in the conversation somewhere right. in there. Well, I'll, 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 Tears of the Kingdom by by I think a, that it sold like ten million copies in like a week. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, like, like that. I mean, that one's gonna be the best selling by by a lot. It, I mean, once again, of course, it's 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 the install base. You know, like it's hard to always make these comparisons. But well, I think that's why wow. Nintendo's putting so many older games on the Switch now. That they have this giant install base. They're like, okay, well, now we like look what they did with Pikmin. They're basically like, now we can teach people about the other franchises we have so when we do the switch Two, you know pikmin 5 will sell even more because people got exposed to it on the switch yeah i i think that's true it's just you know we we could we could spend the rest of this of this episode talking about ips that that we wish or in our opinions should come back yeah um, ice climbers but um, yeah well, <laughs> i think top, uh, yeah yeah 2D Zelda, like that's the one that we'll always go back to. Um, yep. You know, just 
like like the 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 interest is there you know slap a zelda name on it and people are just gonna you know people are gonna eat it up i saw before we move on in the next segment real quick uh you can see this on our twitter page i i retweeted it I saw an interesting AI art piece this week where somebody did AI art of a Legend of Zelda and Mario hybrid game where they kind of like mashed them together where it's like Link, you know, with his sword and his shield staring down Bowser and stuff like that. And I'm like, this I would totally play this. I, I wish they would do something out of the box like this sometime. But anyway, uh, uh, I of, of, of course, of course, of course, you would play it, Kevin. Of course, <laughs> I, and, and 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 I and I would and I would too. Um, uh, but Mar, but or Mario versus Ganon. Which which one would you want more? Though? Would you want Mario versus Ganon or Link versus Bowser? I'm kind of I'm with you. I'm kind of I'm kind of over Bowser. I'm over Bowser in Mario games, but. If he showed up in a Zelda game, it would be a different way to see a character I like. So I, th- I think I'm more into that, but I don't know. It's just how my hypocritical mind works. Let's try it. Uh, Zelda, 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 Zelda. I, I guess it works. I guess we could do that. In, <laughs> oh, peaches. Of, yeah, yeah. And, and, and instead of, I guess, I guess that would be okay. So the segment we're going to do this week is your idea. So I'll let you explain it. Um, it is, it is my, it is my, my, my birthday week officially. So the segment Woo-hoo. that, that, that I suggested is that we do, uh, is that we do a segment where we talk, where we share stories about consoles that we've gotten in the past. Uh, this is, this is an opportunity uh, also, just to kind of get to know the other people on this podcast, because uh, well, listeners, like I've I've never actually met Kevin before, never, <laughs> never actually seen him. I I don't I don't know if Kevin is 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 a real person actually. Um, well, you're you're so, still not gonna after these stories, but <laughs> but they'll yeah. get you a little closer to knowing who the fake or real Kevin is. Yeah, but 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 uh, you know, I hope I hope you got you listeners enjoyed this. Um, you know, grab a coffee, sit back and relax. Unless you're unless you're driving right now, in that case, watch out. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, I, I, it was my idea. I'll I'll start and I'll I'll share I'll share with you. I, I have a quirky I have a quirky story about when I got my N sixty four. Approximately, this was about. April of 1999, and um, I N64 was one of those those toys, those systems where I felt like everyone in my life had it at that point. Like everyone around me already had it, but I know it's not true. Um, at this point, the system had been out for a while, and um, uh, in my early life. Uh, I'd never really bought any new systems. Most of my systems came from like garage sales or flea markets, you know, like old NES systems or Atari or whatever else. Um, my my parents are very typical Midwest parents, and their biggest recreational uh, activity is they really like to go to the to the boat. They called it. They like to go to the to the 
casino uh, uh, and uh, play the, the penny slots and just get away from any children or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, one day, uh, I guess, I guess one day they, they did pretty well and they gifted my sister something and they gifted me in 64. So we went to uh, next day. We went to uh, a Toys gift. R Us. <laughs> yeah. We went, we went to a, my mom and I went to Toys R Us, which I have no memories of going to, like, I was not a Toys R Us kid. I was more oh, of Oh, like, I uh, was a Toys R Us kid. Yeah. I, Trust I, I was me. more of like. So many like, toys at Toys R Us that I can play with. Yeah. I, I, I never went to, I never went as a kid. Perhaps like we went to KB Toys or it wasn't close to our house or whatever it was. But we went there and I got the the translucent orange, which I learned yesterday is called the fire orange in 64. And um, did you remember you had to take a ticket over to a little like, uh, this is how they used to have their games set right. up is you had to take a ticket over to a booth where they had like everything inside. Right. Right. It, right. It, yeah, it, exactly. And I don't remember like, I don't like orange. I guess I was going off ex- like aesthetic or like, Oh, it's, it's on fire, you know, something like that. Uh, and yeah, I remember picking it up. So hold on. Sorry. Real quick. If, if it were today and you had all the different Nintendo 64 colors to choose from, would you have chosen that orange? No, I I would have, I would have gone for either black. I would have, I would have gone for, for, for red, I think, because, because most of my consoles later on were, were red. Like, it, like I always I, liked I guess, the green one. I don't know what it is about yeah. it, but I always thought that that one was really cool. I, I had I had a I had a variety of colors, and and this was also I should include this was this was my my first this was my first new system ever. Like again, like like everything up to this point was like were were used or garage sales or whatever whatever else it wherever else it was. This, this was a pretty big deal. Um, I thought my first game was Mario Golf, but that game didn't come out until the summer. So I think I got Mario Kart as my first game. And um, well, I'm going to wrap this up because this is a long story. But after uh, I remember after going to Toys R Us, I had to go to the dermatologist because I had a wart on my foot, which it, which has never happened to me before. And I just remember it so vividly because... I left a doctor and then we, we went to, uh, went to old Navy. This is like old nostalgia for me. And the, the blister in my foot burst in the middle of the store. And I was like crying and like unable to walk. (laughs) And then, uh, eventually made it home. And, uh, my family couldn't figure out how to play the games for the longest time because we were, you know, Kevin, we were putting the, the, the TV at channel three and nothing was happening. And we didn't know we had to change the uh, the audio visual video settings. Because, you know, like up to this point. Kids today will my, never know that struggle. Yeah, yeah. up to this point, up to this point, all like my games were Sega Genesis, Atari, NES. Um, so I was putting, I was like, channel three, let's go, you know, like. <laughs> um had had no idea so it took like hours um so it, it it's like 
a random few days in 99 that I remember very well. And I don't remember things before or after that necessarily. <laughs> uh, what, what's your first story for today? My first story, I put the, I have three good memories of getting systems. I put them in chronological order, at least as far as Nintendo goes. Like I remember getting, uh, you know, my PlayStation two and other things, but this is a Nintendo podcast. So, uh, in chronological order, I had an original Nintendo, but I have no memory of how I got, how that got in, into my house. Um, I also had an Atari 2600 that I played about the same time, um, no idea where that came from. Don't remember. I know I had Mario and I I've said a bunch of times, I don't even remember what games I owned for the original Nintendo. Um, I think I just rented most of them. So when I became like a Nintendo kid was, I very much remember the day I got my super Nintendo. That was when it became real, you know? Uh, and I can remember, unlike the original Nintendo, I can remember what games I owned and which games I rented. I know what I owned on Super Nintendo back in the day. So picture this. It's August um, 19. When did it come out? 1991, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that would have been. Yeah, because I would have been I was in between first and second grade. I'm eight years old. I think that makes me. And I was uh, one of the kids who would always be at their grandparents' house on the weekend. And all summer long, I spent at my grandparents' house because they lived on a lake and summer is hot. So <laughs> I would always be at my grandparents' house. And I think I remember asking for the Super Nintendo because I definitely have memories of my mom being like, there's there's a funny news story you can look up too uh, from about the same time where like the news is trying to portray it as though it's like a scam that Nintendo is releasing a new system when they already you already bought the other system why do you need this new one and uh, I remember my mom very much being in that camp at the time because it was you know it was a new idea at the time we hadn't upgraded systems yet you you got an Atari and you stayed with that Atari and then you bought a Nintendo, which was a different thing. And then you bought an, another Pong machine to add to the pile or something <laughs> like systems getting, I guess there was the 2600 and all those other Ataris, but only like people who were super into video games at the time really knew about that. Like the average parent, no idea. So this was like a new concept. And I, I think she was just flat out like, no, we don't have the money. We're not buying it. I think Super Nintendo was even expensive for the time, too. Uh, I think I've seen like inflation calculation where it was basically like a $400 system uh, by today's standards. And um, yeah, so I remember my mom wasn't getting it for me. But like I said, I spent a lot of time at my grandparents' house. And I have a very vivid memory of I spent all day swimming. It's a hot August summer day, spent all day swimming. And I come inside and all set up on their TV is the Super Nintendo with Super Mario World ready to go for me as a surprise. And I lost my mind. I was like that kid in the Nintendo 64 viral clip uh, one generation early. And I, I was just like, they didn't tell me they were going to get it. I, in fact, thought I was never going to be allowed to have one. And then there it was. So. It was just like one of the best surprise gifts ever. 
uh, and you know, and then I ended up buying lots of games for it, and uh, it was mine, so I was allowed to take it home uh, when I wasn't at my grandparents. And I remember every time I would go over there, whatever system was current at the time, I'd be bringing in like a little shopping bag with my games. <laughs> um, but yeah, all right, that, that was a, a good day. Eight years old, Super Nintendo, and then Nintendo ruled the rest of my life. Um, did you want to go back and forth here? Did you have another oh, system sure. memory? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I, I, I wanted to share to share my my Dreamcast memory. That's that's close enough, right? That's that's Nintendo. Like we have we have Dreamcast games on Nintendo, right? Yeah. If you want um, to talk about it, just do it. <laughs> yeah. It, it, like, hey, hey, this is my segment, but. But anyways, uh, this is more of a shorter story. I I got so I got Dreamcast um, immediately following um, the announcement that Dreamcast is done. So I think I got it in April of two thousand one, and and they made the announcement in yeah. and like the end of March two thousand one. I think there was a price drop too, because that's around the time I got mine and my neighbors got it at launch and I was really jealous of them. And I think I got mine around that time too. So there's probably a price drop or something. So I mostly wanted to share a story because in in your story, you just said like, you're talking about how, yeah, I remember like, it's like, okay, like we have the Game Boy and the SNES and like, why do you buy both of them? Um, I guess the reason, the reason why my parents let me spend my own money on on a a system that was discontinued was the fact that it was so cheap because i remember um i bought it from funko land which is which is now which is now gamestop and the current the current one that i went to is still it's still there today um and i think i bought a refurbished dreamcast for like eighty dollars or something um Nice. And uh, uh, I, I, I wrote a blog post about this. I, I shared that it happened on a day where uh, I used to live in a place where every spring we'd have a suburban-wide garage sale. And one year uh, we sold all of these uh, Hard Rock Cafe pins to a guy who uh, had a flea market. And he, so he, he bought all of them. Long story short, I, I was like 11 years old, and I just made like $200 that day, which in my mind at the time was like incredible. <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking about, I was thinking like over the possibilities of what I could buy and and just on a whim was able to, to buy a Dreamcast. And I think I mostly wanted to share this story as well because like, of course, we both have a lot of uh, lived in memories of this system. Um, one, I don't, first thing, I don't remember how I consumed video game news at this point because I know I had Game Informer. Um, there was no G4 until 2002. Um, so I don't remember how I learned about the Dreamcast ending. And I had also, Game Pro, which was a good one too. Yeah, I had so, ga- I had two subscriptions. I had Game Pro and Nintendo Power. 
maybe maybe I read about it in Game Informer, or maybe I just heard about it on regular news because I think like before prior to G four, I don't really. I think it was mostly just reading things like monthly. Uh, like just yep. Well, because keep in mind another thing that's funny if you find if you can track down any of these old gaming magazines, there were way less games being released too. Like there was a time where you could have a magazine called Nintendo Power and cover every single game that's going to be coming out on Nintendo sixty four or on GameCube this month. Like this is all of them. They're all in this issue, and we're gonna review them all. Yeah, and and if anyone's out there that that like that has like these Nintendo Nintendo Powers, uh, Game Informer, etc., if you have old copies, can you please scan them and upload them? Because we really need to start doing a better job of pres- of preserving some of this older printed media. Because read it's... Comics Online. Uh, you know what? This is illegal, so don't do this. But Read <laughs> Comics Online has like the first like 150-ish issues of Nintendo Power, but they are missing after that, I think. Yeah. But because I was trying to find like... Because I can find like old Game Informer covers, but I would love to go back and be able to read and research some of the older reviews. <laughs> I found one from the same the same year and it was like november of the same year and on the cover it's like it's like showdown of the century luigi's mansion versus dead or alive 3 it was like <laughs> wow like 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 that that's that's pretty bold to say you know showdown of the century in 2001 but okay um, yeah. <laughs> uh, in context not so much uh, you know i think I think my my first game on here was Crazy Taxi. Do you remember your first Dreamcast game? Uh, I think it was Power Stone. Um, I know that was in the beginning, and oh, it was either that or um, Skies of Arcadia, which is yeah. an RPG, a turn-based RPG that's really good and is supposed to be getting a remake soon. I also I spent time yesterday because Dreamcast was Dreamcast your first um, online experience for gaming. <laughs> I've barely had any. Still, I, I I'm not a big fan of online gaming, so um, no, I didn't do it on the Dreamcast. Um, I've kind of really only the Switch might be my first one because I play uh, Mario Party online a couple of times. I can't really think of much I've done other than that. Well, anyways, the fir- the first time I played Fantasy Star Online was incredible. I mean, like that fe- that that feeling of connection and PSO was just like a very, in my opinion, a very uh, humbling, very wholesome type MMO, which is not like a wholesome genre, uh, but just the first time I connected online on Dreamcast. And I was able to play online. It it blew my mind. Um, and now we can. And now, like I mean, I play online games on my phone casually. You know, just whatever. Like you don't even. I don't even think about it. So at the time, just extremely revolution. Like it, it felt. It felt like the future. That 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 system, the aesthetic, 
um, just all the new features, the sounds, mm-hmm. the the UI. Um, I could go on and on. And I also learned that uh, people are still playing that game on user-made servers today. So shout out to uh, the people <laughs> wow. who are still supporting. That's dedication. Yeah, that is, dedicated. that is that is someone who knows what they like, and they are sticking with it. Yeah, well, there's multiple. I mean, there's multiple user supported servers, mm-hmm. and I think that I just think that's that's awesome because uh, yeah. because they actually kept the online servers up for quite a while after Dreamcast. You know, you know, it's so crazy to look at the timeline of of the Dreamcast and over. Over half of the Dreamcast library wasn't even released in America. But if you look like like Grandia 2 comes out December of 2000. And like three months later, they're like, we're done. Like, we're done. <laughs> I mean, c- could you imagine a system doing that today? Yeah, that's – it was a different time. Yeah. <laughs> the – only other one that I had that I think is very notable, uh, I think I've told my Nintendo 64 story on the podcast before, so I'm just going to skip to GameCube and give people a reason to listen to our older episodes. Um, so GameCube, that was the first system I bought with my own money, and I had my first job, and I remember I calculated the taxes wrong, so when I got there, I was like, three or four dollars short or something and my my friend nick who was with me at the time happened to have it on him he had like a five dollar bill he gave it to me and we always joked that he owned the power button um but just one thing i remember very vividly since that was the first system that i paid for with mostly my own money and five dollars of nick's money um is that i just remember when they told when they gave me the total and i didn't have enough money and just being like, that was a whole week's paycheck and being like, you mean to tell me all that? Because, you know, I was like a teenager. It was, wasn't like a full time job or anything. But I just remember being like, you mean to tell me all that work that I did this week wasn't even worth one GameCube? I was like so upset. And that's my GameCube uh, story. <laughs> so, so so what? So what? What color did you buy? What game did you play first? Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, so I got the the black one, and I think the – no, I know the first game we got on that was Smash Brothers because there wasn't a whole lot interesting in the GameCube's launch. I know Animal Crossing I had, but that came later. I had a bunch of Harvest Moon games on there. Um, I did not get Luigi's Mansion, which I regret this to this day because that first Luigi's Mansion I still have yet to play. Um, I played two and three, but I still haven't played that original one. And it kind of looks like the best one from what I've watched, like clips and stuff. I, I really like the art style is slightly more creepy. So I kind of like that, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I definitely remember us going straight straight home and playing Smash Brothers. And we, we were huge fans of the Nintendo 64 Smash Brothers and unlocked every character and did the same thing for the GameCube one. I miss unlocking characters in fighting games, by the way. I miss that. I wish it wasn't so DLC heavy or, you know, these other methods these days. I I, I miss when you had to play the game to unlock the other optional fighters. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'll throw that out there. 
But uh, yeah. yeah, a lot of GameCube memories. You know, then Wind Waker came out. Uh, Twilight Princess was already out. Um, I think that was a launch title, um, but I didn't get it right away. I no, no, that was at the end of the GameCube. Sorry, Wind Waker was first. So yeah, I got Wind Waker at some point. Twilight Princess was a launch title for the Wii. That's what that was. It was the end of the GameCube, and I got the GameCube version because, as I've said on here before, I wasn't. It, the Wii is the only Nintendo system. But besides the NES, that I didn't have like the first week it came out. Yeah, um, I, and I think, well, and I think I never got a launch system until the Switch OLED. Oh I wow! That in my post, like I, I, I never got. I was never. Well, that's a... what I meant when I when I said like when my grandparents gave me that Super Nintendo, it was like never the same after that because that was like the month it came out, and every Nintendo system after that, I'm like right, right day one, I had my reserve ticket at GameStop or Funko Land back in the day, and I was there, five dollars short. <laughs> and I was also thinking when I was when I was writing this post yesterday, I think like. Yeah, I was the same way. Like I, I bought, I bought a GameCube with my own money. I think N sixty four was like literally the the last system that was ever that was ever gifted to me. I think every system I ever owned after that, and I owned quite a few, was either me trading in old things or me like doing random jobs for my neighbors until I had enough money. Um, because we, we just we didn't like grow, like as I got a bit older we didn't do as much of the 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 gift giving, um, so so yeah. And speaking of, I, I'm not going to tell this complete story, but speaking of uh, systems that launch, I told the story about getting the Nintendo Wii, and basically like my my dad and I, it felt like weeks. I think it was literally weeks that we were looking for a week and i think by the time that we got it um the excitement had taken over mm-hmm. my my family because it was like it was like the hunt like yeah the they hunt were like impossible there. to get it, i remember calling and stores and being like what day do you get your deliveries you know and then i'd call on that day do you have any nintendo wii i'll be there right when you open i mean i mean we i mean we drove out to a walmart not far away but not not the closest one, but by by a long shot, and we and we drove out there. And we asked for it, and I re- remember the employee saying like, "We're not sure if we have it," and my dad saying like, "You have it." We called. <laughs> he said, "You have it," and um, and then after that, like, I think I don't think I bought a Wii game for like weeks, or maybe even months after that. I think it was just like. I think it was Wii Sports for like such a long time, and I included that Wii Sports is the only game I ever saw like my entire family playing. Um, like at random times, they would just be playing like bowling or something. So that was pretty cool. Um, kind of you had to be there for it. So uh, any other system memories? Or I mean, I've got tons <laughs> yeah. of them, but uh, I think I think I, we. We gotta move on. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm gonna move on. Like, like, like that was kind of my 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 brief Wii story. I I have I have a I have a ton of them. I, I have a ton of them too. And like, uh, I think I've said before, like, there's nothing. 
a new system day is uh, is special. You know, they're not, they're, they might not all be equal, but it's they really are is. because even up to the Nintendo Switch, uh, I took. I don't think I've told this story before. So when the Nintendo Switch came out, I took a week off of work like because I wanted to be able to play breath of the wild for just like a week straight. <laughs> so the, the launch of the switch, I took a week's vacation just to play it. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh. and for me, I got, I, I got switched to my birthday in in 2018. So, I mean, I waited, I waited over, over a year. Um, the, the, the switch launched pretty much when I, when I moved abroad. Um, uh. And I, and I was just, and I was just so preoccupied, um, but but actually, I, I like um, it's a, it's I don't have time now, but it, basically, like I I, I created this the switch a lot with getting me not back into gaming necessarily, but definitely with where I am with gaming now, and especially with where I am with um, like indie games and uh, just just overall. So now moving on to our spotlight game. Last week, the randomizer drew Metroid 2, the return of Samus for the original non-color Game Boy. And that came out in Japan, January of 1992. Came out in North America in November of 91. So somehow we got a Nintendo game a Nintendo like first party title before Japan. That's very rare. Yeah, very rare. Very weird. And it's, you know, it's it's the sequel to the original Metroid, obviously it's Metroid 2. So it, it's it's interesting that they went to the Game Boy for this one and honestly even though it's called Metroid 2, I very often forget that this came out before Super Metroid. Maybe if they called it Metroid 3, I'd remember. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I because because of the way the Zelda games went, where Link's Awakening came out after A Link to the Past, uh, I always like remember the Metroid games that way too. But no, this this was the second Metroid game ever. There's no Super Metroid at this point. Yeah, the, yeah, it, it is it is weird thing like Game Boy before SNES and it was such it was such a long time there's so many years um, be between the first and second game which is nothing new with Metroid today it's the exact same <laughs> yep. um, so yeah the I, I lost my point the decision I agree is is is, is interesting it's a game that has very mixed reviews. Uh, IGN gives it a 9 out of 10, while 1up.com gave it a D plus. And I think the truth is somewhere in the middle there. It's one of those games where, I'll put it this way, if you're kind of a casual Metroid fan, I would highly recommend play the DS remake they did, where it's more modernized. Uh, this is a very bare bones original Game Boy game that you pretty much only should be playing for the historical significance of it. Uh, if you're looking for a good gameplay experience, play the remake because yeah, it did. 
I'm not saying it didn't hold up because this is actually a game that I beat this year, so it's fresh in my mind. I, I did a full playthrough of it uh, a few months ago, and I, 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 it was worth it for me. I'll tell you this. So just like the first Metroid, it has three different end screens. So if you beat it in over five hours, you get like the worst end screen. Worst in quotes, it's, I guess an opinion. But and then if you beat it in three to within three to five hours, which is what I did, you get the the second screen. And then if you beat it in under three hours, you get the quote unquote good ending. And I don't know how these speedrunners do this game in under three hours because I was using a guide, I was using save states. And I was pushing the home button on my Switch every time I needed to read something. And I still came in at three and a half hours. So I don't know what they're doing. Um, doesn't, it doesn't sound... It just doesn't really sound like a very fun way to to, to go about this, about this game. Like, I was so, going directly from point A to point B. Like, I wasn't lost. I wasn't wandering. Still took me three and a half. So I don't know. <sighs> This is crazy. So, so the 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 any percent speed run is fifty one minutes for the any percent. Jeez. But that that but this any percent world record is almost two minutes ahead of of like the number two spot, which um, I don't think many people speed run this game. But you don't usually see like that big of a gap of of that amount of time that that is really fast uh yeah that that's crazy it doesn't it doesn't sound like something that i would i'd want to strive towards i feel feel like i would just get (laughs) especially since you could just look up the good ending online if you're curious what it looks like like back in the day the reason to do that was so you could see it you know it's like oh i want to know what it looks like now you can just go on youtube and see it and if we could continue our, our episode of of weird Nintendo dates, uh, Samus Returns came out September of 2017, which whenever whenever I'm reminded that like yeah, the, the was, remake, like, you mean? Yeah, like whenever I was re- whenever I'm reminded there were 3DS games made in 2017, I'm always like, oh yeah, <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, like, like we were like we were still making those when the switch released um, but yeah September 15th 2017 Samus returns came out uh, did you play the remake um yeah yeah I, I did uh, back then I played it I haven't played it recently but it it plays it's it, like I said if you're want to experience this game for the first time these days unless you're really into the historical accuracy of how the franchise progressed i'd say play the remake for both because the original nes game has a game boy advance remake so play the game boy advance version of metroid play the ds version of this i i found the the information on a am2r to be really really interesting so i i I, 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 want you to talk about that because because that's uh, so yeah, so there's an unofficial fan remake of Metroid 2 called AM2R, and it's obviously short for another Metroid 2 remake, and that reference is uh, to the fact that there were 
so many Metroid 2 remakes happening at the time, but this one, it's really good. You can see YouTube videos about it because Nintendo has, of course, done what they do best and, and cease and desisted this thing out of existence. But so if those YouTube videos are still up, maybe I haven't checked, but um, there's there's there actually is a good retrospective on on YouTube somewhere. I wish I knew what it was so I could recommend it, but um, it meant it, it goes into very, very like it focuses in on this a lot a lot of detail and um this seems like i wish it were more available of the three options playing the original game boy the remake on the ds or this this is the better one the fan-made remake is better than the ds version i think because it had a lot of little details in there like for example you can find um a crashed ship uh, in the remake, I mean, in the fan-made version, and if you go inside, it, it literally serves no purpose other than fan service. There's a crashed ship that, if you go inside, has sort of the same layout as the ship from Metroid Fusion. So it's like linking that game in there too, as in not implying it's the same ship, but probably implying that it's from like the same. You know how there's like multiple different X-Wings in Star Wars. It's like that. It's like saying this is another one of those ships. So a lot of cool details in there. Stuff like that. Um, really cool remake. It seems like through... through Because they were DMCA'd. But it seems like through GitHub, um, you can still play this game. And there's even... People are even still making... They're, they're making mods. Like... Users are still making mods for AM2R, including there's even a multiplayer mod uh, for AM2R now. So it's 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 a super 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 impressive um, fan made game. Um, I saw a really good video from Game Maker's Toolkit. I'm not sure if this is the one that you're talking about, but it, it's comparing this. AM2R, which came out in 2016, to Samus Returns, which came out in 2017, and this video was made, I think, directly after that. And he does a really good job in comparing the two and bringing up criticisms of both games. But it's funny that at the end, he talks about how naturally there's going to be, come a time where there's a de facto way of playing the remake to Metroid 2. And hmm. I have to say, he was he was dead wrong on that. <laughs> like he was but but I understand though, I would just say like it's always my thought that we can't underestimate the 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 consumption levels of consumers really. Like I'm always surprised by the amount of people that are able to play all of these games. People have time to watch games, to read about games, to listen to podcasts. Like it's, it's, it's all a big surprise to me because in 2023, I wouldn't say there's a, there's a de facto way. I would say both of these games are still doing very well and the fan-made game is still being updated. So... Quite, quite interesting. Um, 
would love to maybe play it one day, but you know, I'd have to go through the process of, of actually downloading it. Um, I'm checking to see right now if it's one of those games that's like expensive to, you know, go and buy the remake. Um, but I'm not getting results because I'm typing it wrong. <laughs> but I want to know if it's one of those like DS games that's too expensive. One of the big criticisms that I read about in the initial nope. reviews. They sell for like 20 bucks. So if you want to play the remake, play the remake. Yeah. 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 So I'm sure either option has, has, has a player base to it still. Um, a big criticism about the original Metroid 2 is that it was it was more linear than the original. Um, did you have any feelings about about that? I I'm not a Metroid guy. I played Metroid Dread. So. I think it was more linear only in the sense that it was a much shorter game because it's a Game Boy game. Uh, but I didn't I didn't think it was like an intentional design choice or anything. I'll I'll say it like that. Like it's just that the the world the map the overall map is a little smaller. So I feel like you do still backtrack about the same number of times percentage wise. <laughs> but like the actual number wise, it's fewer times if that makes sense. Like but for how short the game is, uh you there's there's still backtracking involved and still exploring like that so but it's also like you said a game that if you're an expert you can beat in an hour so how did you feel about the controls in the game well i was playing this year on the switch online uh service and they they were good but it also has the rewind feature so i if i was struggling with them i was probably just rewinding and using save states as well Uh, i didn't have any problem with them the the um now that you mention it there was like some i think the morph ball not the morph ball the um the spider ball the spider ball got a little awkward that's where you're in the morph ball form but you can like climb walls and stuff climb walls, yeah that that was a little awkward at points because if you if i remember correctly if you were holding right and you changed screens the the right could now be you're moving down but you're mm-hmm. holding the yeah. right button type thing. It's just like whatever you started as stays as forward progression. Right, right. It, yeah, yeah. It, that 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 is a little bit awkward. And uh, I bring it up. I, I I think you're you're right on with what people said initially about about the controls. How they just didn't feel like just didn't feel tight enough. Um, which, is, which is quite interesting because, again, like, if I'm comparing it to, like, a modern Metroid Dread, like, God, those controls are so good. Like, they, like it's typically, like, when I think of a Metroid game, I just think, like, everything, everything feels good. Like, 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 like when you're, when you're, mm-hmm. when you're playing it, when you're, when you're moving. Um, do you, I, I, I was wondering... I wonder how much the Spider Ball was inspired by the fact that they had a limited amount of space to use, and like incorporating the Spider Ball meant they could just do a lot more exploration with a smaller space. Um, That's I a wonder good how point, much, probably. Yeah, I wonder how much was inspired just by the fact that it's like it's a Game Boy game, it's eight bit, like we have like eight 
16 megabits to work with, you know, um, because it, be it became something very, very iconic, of course. Um, yeah, this game definitely has a huge following, for sure. So, uh, I, I very much enjoyed my time with it, and uh, I don't know if I'll ever play it again. <laughs> it's one of those games, but I very much like, you know, I'll just say where I ranked it. That'll That'll help. So... I put it at number 15 on my list of games we've done so far, and that puts it underneath Kirby's Dreamland, the Game Boy one. And so another Game Boy game. I would rather play Kirby's Dreamland apparently than this, which checks out because it's my list and now I'm thinking it. Um, and I this game I put above, so Metroid 2 is better than Scat, Special Cybernetic Attack Team, which we played a few weeks ago. So I'm I'm pretty close to you. I put mine I, I put mine at number eighteen. Um, okay. I put mine below Kirby sixty four and right above Dynamite Heady and uh, below that is a lot of like SNES Sega. We've done we've done so many Sega games. Um, and met like the, these GBA Mario games are, are messing my list up. Like, it's just like, like, like every week that I look at it, it's just like, right in the middle, we have like all those GBA Super Mario Advance games. Um, in the middle of like just some older titles as well. Um, I would, I would recommend this game. Um, I do feel like Game Boy has, it, has Game Boy aged the worst <laughs> out of, out of all of the, out of all the systems, I'm, I'm not so sure about that. It's definitely in the conversation, but at the same time, even at the time, it had a reputation for having a lot of games that were just like rushed onto the game. You know, like they had like Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen and like Barbie games on there, you know, <laughs> like not that there's anything wrong with Barbie, but I think you know what I'm saying. Like the, the Game Boy had a lot of shovelware. Yeah, yeah, shovelware has shovelware older than. Older than most of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let us find out what we are going to be playing next week. All right, back-to-back -back Game Boy titles. We are playing Game & Watch Gallery 3 on the Game Boy. Oh. So uh, not one I'm familiar with. I know it's a bunch of, like... Game and Watch games, like it says in the title, but other than that, I'm I'm not really familiar with this one. Are you? No, this is this is a collection, isn't it? Yes. So it's a okay. gallery. Well, it's a gallery, well, Harrison. <laughs> well, well, then, then then it's time to to mess up mess up our list even more. I was really hoping it would pick uh, Metroid Fusion because I just finished that this year as well. <laughs> but whatever. Um. That is, uh, yeah, that's pretty much everything. Do you have anything else to, to add, no. Nintendo newsies? All right. No. no, no. Oh, oh. Um, have you heard anyone that's played Metal Gear Solid, that collection yet? It's doing really well. No, I haven't heard any word. Okay. Well, well listeners, if you have, let us know. Let us know if you've played Metal Gear Solid. Let us know if you've played Metroid 2 and enjoyed it. Let us know if you've played Game & Watch, Gallery 3. Any any thoughts, any Nintendo thoughts at all, email them to us. Um, 
And, well, you know what? If you email me a voice note, as long as it's clean, I'll put that in the show too. Anything you want to say uh, about Nintendo. As always, keep in mind that we're Nintendo fans, not Nintendo experts. So if you'd like to send us any corrections we said, you could do that too. Our email address is nintendotherapypod at gmail.com. And we are on X, formerly Twitter, at Nintendo Therapy. And we have a Nintendo Therapy subreddit. If you just search us on there, you'll find it. Uh, so let us know. Get in touch with us. Talk about Metroid. Talk about the you talk about system memories. That's a good one. Send us your story of your favorite memory of when you got a system, a Nintendo system for the first time. And we will talk about that on the air. So thank everybody for listening. And we'll see you next week.